You know how long it takes me to tie my shoes with this fucking thing? Oh, man. Yeah. Podcast is back on the air. Our dramatic return after a week off. My name is Darian. I am one arm short this evening, and probably will be for the uh, for the the future uh, for a while. There. So there's that, and I will explain after I introduce our old friend Jason Harrell. Hello. He loved my impression of him so much that I had to that be he there. had to return. It was about the fondest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Finer than frog. There. I tell you what, and uh, Buddy has made it back. What's hey. going on, Buddy? Oh, just working every day. Buddy, you look tired as shit, my man. <laughs> I am. I T- think you I'm... look dashing. Absolutely, oh, but in a tired kind of a dashing kind of a way. A yeah, rugged... I've worked the last two weekends. Oh, fuck that! Have you? When was the last time you had a day off? Um, full day off. A full day off? Yeah, oh, last Wednesday. Last Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. I try to have Wednesdays off. Doesn't always happen, but I try. Nice. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. At least you get one day off. Yeah. Better than nothing. Jason, what's up with you, big dog? I get so tired hearing him talk about work, I'm calling in tomorrow. I should, too. <laughs> I probably should. I have a legitimate excuse. I snapped the fucking bicep tendon on my other arm, shoveling snow. The exact same thing I did to my right arm six years ago, mm. I did to the left arm uh, last Thursday night. They're making you bigger, faster, stronger. Fucking no, they're not. They're making me, uh, quite possibly turning me into an opioid addict, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I got uh, Oxycontin for this one. Yay. <laughs> it doesn't do shit for me, man. You no? guys ever tried Oxycontin? Yeah, it gave yeah. me hiccups for three days straight. Is that what it was? Wow. Even in my sleep. So, the good news is that it puts me to sleep pretty fast. It doesn't. I don't get high or anything like that. Yeah. I don't see how anybody would be addicted to this. Puts me to sleep pretty fast. I enjoy that. I'm up an hour later, and I can't go back to sleep after that. Hmm. What the fuck? Why, why even bother? Yeah. All right, anyway. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Those are my trials and tribulations. We'll get you a morphine drip set up. See, I, th- I think yeah. that would be good. Oh, or yeah. Perhaps uh, like a nice... Uh, well, I don't want methamphetamine, because then I'll probably break it even worse, or something like that. Snort, Maybe, snort a few rails of volume? Just have somebody hit me in the head with a hammer, I oh, think okay. would be a good way to go. Maybe like a ball ping. Well, bing! Hmm. I was thinking two by four. Oh, that'll work too. Yeah, that'll <laughs> how about, work. How about just tip him a penis? I mean, <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time there, Soft big boy. or hard? Yeah. <laughs> um, each other. Wait, I, didn't, I didn't know it was supposed to get erect. <laughs> All right, you motherfuckers. Well, we got a regular horror show to get into here. <clears throat> we got horror news, listener mail, all the usual shenanigans. Why don't we kick things off with a little bit of the old horror news there, buddy? Yeah. 
<laughs> Horror news. Uh, what you got? Anything? Anybody? He said buddy. Buddy? <laughs> All right, so Lila Rona's... Uh, has made the shortlist, Oscar's shortlist for Best International Film. It's Gyro, Gyro Bustamante's. Okay. Yeah, his version. Okay. I yeah. don't know. I don't know that I've seen that one. There's so many goddamn La Llorona movies. There is, yes. I don't um, know which one is supposed. To, I'm supposed to watch. Oh, this I think is- it's the one with the that lady in the lake where they were like pulling people into the lake to kill. I didn't. If it is that one, that's not the one that I liked. Is that the one that ties into the Conjuring universe? No. That's the that, one I'm trying to find. I found that one. I watched that one. That was pretty good. Yeah? yeah. All right. The The only one I knew about, was that Linda Cardellini that was in it? I have no idea. Oh. I, don't, I don't remember. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. All right. Yeah. I only thought there was one of those. Oh, they, oh. They, as soon as... Uh, there's even a cartoon. Yeah. there's. Oh, they geez. just started crapping them out as soon as uh, Bloomhouse announced their La Llorona. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blind Dead Return and brand new remake, Curse of the Blind Dead, comes out this March on DVD and digital. Nice! I know, I'm excited for Me this. Me too! It looks dope! <laughs> yeah. I've seen the trailers. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailers like two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh, wow. And I was all jazzed for that. Hmm. And then just nothing, and now it's coming out next month, I guess, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, remember the movie Ma? I do. So the director, Tate Taylor, reveals his idea for a sequel oh boy. to it. Okay. Yeah. Because it didn't really show her dying. In That's it. true. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I wasn't mad at it, but I don't know that we need a sequel to that one. <laughs> I Whatever. know. I, mean, I know, right? I mean, like it's a, silly. There's like a Ma super fan out there that wants to fight me over it. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, after I saw her in that, I watched this other movie. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a chick from Ma. <laughs> it's like she's popping up all over the place. And um, Jamie Lee Curtis has joined the cast of Eli Ross Borderlands movie. Very cool. Yes, I am excited for that. And that's all I got. All right, Jay, you got anything? Not 100% horror related, but everyone will be super excited to know that Danny Trejo has a book coming out. A okay. book, huh? Yeah. Uh, My Life of Crime, Redemption in Hollywood. Uh, that's coming out July 6th. I'm into that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, guess, I, I think it would actually be be a pretty good yeah. read for somebody that yeah. doesn't actually well, Whatever read. comes with pictures. Uh, let's see. <laughs> sure and um, I think it's pronounced Sator. Yeah. S-A-T-O-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, that finally got released to Amazon for streaming tonight. Oh, okay. Oh. So I, heard I good think it's only like four bucks. Oh, cool. So I'm going to be watching that definitely. I was going to I was gonna rent The Relic. Um the new one, mm-hmm. it's not available to rent on Amazon. It's only available to buy. It's Weird. like 12 bucks. I'm not going to buy it sight unseen. So right. I got to wait, I guess, for it to pop up somewhere else. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Though, yeah. That. Pain in the ass, man. Right on. Mm. Is that all you got, Jay? That's it, man. Hey, are you guys ready for a Dungeons & Dragons movie? Yeah. Yes. I know you are. <laughs> Wait till I tell you who's in it. I know who's in it. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. I don't... I'm not mad at that, but I have to warn you, her career has been on a subtle downward trajectory, really, ever since Fast and Furious, right? Yeah. So, I mean, she's popped up in, like, some sci-fi originals, you know, so that... She's always done some weird stuff, though. I don't... I don't know what that speaks to the quality of this this film. If if they're boasting Michelle Rod- Rodriguez, right? You know what I'm saying. How hopeful do you really get for a D and D movie anyway? That, that last—that's yeah, true. Did you see the last one? 
With, uh, I think, one of the Wayans guys. Was yes. It. <laughs> yes. It, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. I was not made. It wasn't, I mean, I, I don't know what you're expecting. I, I, I think it was Marlon Wayans. One of them. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> one of those guys. I know it wasn't Damon, and I know it wasn't Keenan Ivory. After that, the Wayans, uh, there's just those two and then the other ones, <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, what else we got here? Michael Goy Turning. That name ring any bells? Probably not. not. He has directed more than one <clears throat> episode of uh, American Horror Story. Oh, he's going to be making a movie based on the Elevator Game. Are you guys familiar with the Elevator Game? Nope. Creepy po- originated as a creepy possum. It's a basically a haunted game that you can play, and you need to do it like at a certain late night hour mm-hmm. in a very large building with elevators. And basically, you get in by yourself. You go up to the top floor, then you go to the 13th floor, or what would be the 13th floor. Might be the 12th or the 14th, depending on how they number their floors. Mm-hmm. And then you go up and down in a weird sequence, and at some point, you'll reach another floor where the doors will open, and it'll just be pitch black out there. And then you walk out there, and you go to another dimension or some shit. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. Uh, that's actually kind of creepy. It is. Yeah. I'll, I'll dig up the uh, the official rules and post them on the Facebook It's like a page. really slow, drawn-out Bloody Mary. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I imagine at some point the security guard is going to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Why you keep are going you, up and down the elevator? Are you going to the third floor or the fifth floor? You've been to both. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? John Jarrett. Name, that name ring any bells? Mick Taylor from Wolf Creek. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, he and Danielle Harris are going to be starring in The Skin Collector. Ooh. Nice. I like John Jarrett. He, may, I mean, he I can like play Danielle Harris. a nice sicko. Yeah. I don't know about Danielle Harris, man. Cut it out. I mean, she's hot. She's hot. I'll give you that. Did you hear about her calendar? Yes. One, it's like 100 bucks. $100. Yeah, I heard you she better it. be uh, showing some tonsils in that <laughs> thing, and th- using objects and possibly wild animals for a $100 calendar. Miss Harris, get the hell out of here. Wow. Uh, lastly, it looks like Sony's Resident Evil reboot will uh, hit theaters this September. Hmm. You guys into that? Yep. I'll check it out. What did you, yeah, you guys think of the, the Resident Evil movies? I oh. liked them. I've seen just about all of them. Maybe all of them. Guilty pleasure. Yeah. I gave yeah. up after two. Oh, really? Yeah. That, I actually like three probably better than... I liked one and then three and the rest of them were kind of... I, I don't think I've ever made it through three. That was the one in Vegas, right? Out of the desert. So, yeah. yeah. Nah, I, don't know. I don't know. Action that. turned into a you love know, I'm story. About the the right one that I do like, Extinction. I think it is. is that oh the one yeah, the Extinction rooftops? was a good one. No, I think it's in like the the desert. Okay. Of, of yeah, I think that's the third one. Right. Yeah. Right on. That's all we got on the horror news, inmates. I think it's time for some listener mail. Yeah. Two weeks worth of listener mail. I'm going to apologize up front for the language. I'm sure uh, everybody wanted to chew my ass for missing last week. (laughs) At least nobody was late last week, right? That's true. (laughs) I just didn't show up. Listener mail. Got some voicemails and some emails and some other fucking stuff here. Let's start things off. Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Subject line, blame the Bud Light Lime and solo shows. Ha ha. (laughs) 
Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in safely tonight. Don't have much this week. Thanks for the shit storm of weather last week and joys of driving in it every day. I did get a chuckle at your salad bar joke. Definitely a dad joke. (laughs) Now to blame the Bud Light Lime and losing my horse pick with Dracula. Figured texting was the thing, the first thing Wednesday morning would nail it in. But it's all good. We're blaming the Bud Light. (laughs) So in response for my Pterodome horse, I'm throwing out LeVar Burton, armed with a Necronomicon for the season winner. I'm not putting LeVar Burton in the goddamn Pterodome. No? No. It would have to be written in Braille. Uh, Totally. And with a weird uh, hair visor thing going on. Uh, Haha, just fucking with you. I'll take Rusty Nail from Joyride just to hear Darian's Ted Levine impression. Candy cane. Is that you? Is that you, Candy cane? What are you about to sound? 14. (laughs) For Educate Darian, your Let Sleeping Corpses Lie from 1974. You got me. You nailed me. Uh, at the what the fuck or also known as the living dead at the Manchester morgue and don't open the window hope everyone has a great and safe week catch you on the flip cowboy alright right on cowboy yep you got me I was uh, the living dead at Manchester morgue you guys seen that one nope Mm-mm. it's a pretty good show pretty yeah. good little zombie movie hmm. uh, here go let's go over to Sydney Australia here comes Tim hey Tim <clears throat> excuse me Pterodome and get better wishes. Hey, guys and girls, or maybe just guys, or maybe just one guy, whoever is there this week. I hope you're doing, I hope everyone is doing well, and Darian, I hope you're doing better. For Pterodome, after much thought, I've decided to pick the Predator to represent me in this year's Pterodome. That's it for me this week. Hope everyone has a great week. Much love, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Right on, Tim. I am putting you down for the Predator right now. So we've got Troy with Dracula, Tim with the Predator, and I'm going to put Cowboy in with Rusty Nail. i got to tell you, Cowboy, I don't see <laughs> old Rusty Nail making it too far, but if that's who you want, I'll give them to you. That's a good show. You guys, you guys have seen uh, Joyride. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's yeah. a fun movie. I never saw any of the sequels, though. Did you? No, I didn't. No. I imagine they're not all that... Much to to look at. I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a shining gem of hope in there somewhere. <laughs> Let's Rust, get... Rusty Nail fans out there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> rusty Nail's long lost cousin shows up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm other Rusty. I'm Rusty Nail. <laughs> yeah, I'm Rusty Bed Spring. I'm here to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rusted Nail. <laughs> I'm Rusty Daryl. <laughs> Let's see how many rusty nail jokes we can make in one right. <laughs> All right, we got some voicemails here, you maniacs. Nailed it. Okay, let's start things off down in the dirty, funky south with the uh, brick wall of people that call into the podcast. Here comes our main man, Alan Chacha. Hey, what? Alan. Padded room, what's up? What's up, Alan? Uh, Cement mixer people calling to your podcast. Right. Hope everybody's doing good. I mean, dude, I'm not sure who Mr. Darian is. Um, <laughs> so you, that the Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah, or Day of the Dead. Oh, oh no, you, you're yeah. a better man than I am because I, uh, I rented it and never could finish it. Um, you don't want it. You don't need it. That movie's so bad. It's terrible. Anyway, Pterodome coming up. I think. I'm not sure if she's new, if she's ever been in the Pterodome before. 
I think I have, like, Angela from Night of the Demons. Oh! That's right. who I'm going to pick. Sure. Anyway, hope everybody's doing good. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Later, Alan. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling in, man. Yo, she's a new uh, first-time entry. But I'm going to put you in for Angela from Night of the Demons. with Even with her Dr. Claw voice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Let's get down to beautiful Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? I mean, I'm alive. Oh, well, Darian's uh, fucking broken there, but uh, how's everybody else? Good. Good. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to how you injured yourself. I'm sure you've explained it. Uh, The inmates, though... uh, We've all been taking a poll, and uh, right now the odds-on favorite is you injured your arm by jacking off somehow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, advanced master's technique you were using (laughs) got out of hand or something. That just seems to be the favorite. I forgot to put the safety harness up. Anyway, hope all is well. Uh, You know, I'm sorry to hear that. It's Uh, all good. Hopefully recovery time ain't going to be too too bad for you. Yep. But anyway, I don't even know... uh, on the educate, I don't even remember what it was. Okay. But, uh, I'm sure I didn't know anyway. Probably not. Uh, but I did want to get in on uh, two things. The um, first off, the Terror Dome. Yes, sir. Uh, I think you said you're just doing uh, one fighter, just just a singles competition. You know what? If Mr. Voorhees is out there, I'd I'd like to get him. You got it. And uh, also on the what are you looking at department? I got to catch uh, two flicks today. Um, mm-hmm. One of them, uh, well, not today, but I guess in the last two weeks. Uh, Hellfest. Good show. Um, it's on uh, Netflix. It's like a newer slasher flick. Yeah. It's, it's good. It. It's, you know, your standard newer slasher. Yeah. Not bad, you know. Um, good good little story, whatever, you know. Uh, the other one, though, I got to catch was the uh, the Green Inferno, the uh, oh, Eli Roth Good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I thought it was all right. It was okay. The one thing that really kind of pissed me off about it, though, was that uh, um, at the end, when she's like, oh, no, no, the the indigenous people were, were perfectly fine to me. And uh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck, man? Somebody uh, locked me up in a cage and was, like, shoving shit in me. And I was like, fuck that, man. There's some sons of bitches down there. We should napalm all them cops, you know? <laughs> but I, I don't know if they just had to have that uh, politically correct ending. Right. The other thing I didn't care for was the very end. Alejandro. Where... Um, where He's alive. She gets that phone call from like his sister, wasn't it? The protest guy's sister or yeah. whatever. Like, oh, he's still alive. Who gives a fuck? Fuck that guy. I, I don't. I don't know why that was. Uh, uh, they're trying to set up for a sequel or some bullshit. But I'm like, who gives a fuck, man? Fuck. I, I don't give a shit. If he's still alive. I hope motherfucker's dead. Yeah. I was. Anyway, yeah. that's all I got this week. Hope all is well and uh, good luck on the road to recovery. Thank you very Love much, you family. Sir. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Yeah, uh, I don't know what what they were going for there. Were they setting them up? Were they setting them up for a sequel? I don't know. Because you guys have seen Green Inferno. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking uh, the Green Room at first. Oh okay. I, I totally boned it. So That's much. okay. Are you on the same You're page now? I've seen both, but uh, okay. I definitely like the Green Room better. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. But I'm not. Mad, I'm not at all mad at Green Inferno. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they were going for. I think. Uh, I don't know. Fuck that guy. That was like the the whole thing that kept me interested in that movie 
was just waiting to see Alejandro get eaten because yeah. I hated him so much. Yes. <laughs> and I get it. That was the point of him being such a cock in the whole right. movie so that we would hate him and that would keep us engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know why we had to have him live at the end. What, 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 what is the sequel here? He's going to run into another tribe and or the, he's going to... The Blue Inferno. The Blue Inferno. <laughs> the, the Light Mauve Inferno. The Light Mauve. Which is actually in like uh, Nebraska or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, that's all we got on the horror new, or, uh, listener mail there, you fellas. Uh, you got Sounds anything? like the name of a bathhouse. Oh, that'd be nice, right? <laughs> you guys got anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, Cowboy, Tim, or anybody else? Thanks, everybody, for calling and writing in. Absolutely. Thank you. We shall be returning to our regularly scheduled program, uh, hopefully from this point forward, barring any amputations or, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll just die. If cock, I die, the show's over. That's cock it. surgeries. Cock surgery. Well, I could probably do the show with a cock surgery. <laughs> Let me just get this thing out of the way first. You don't, have, you don't have several hundred pre-recorded episodes that you'll just have trickled out automatically? No, but I probably should now yeah. that I think about it. It's the least you can My do. My wife's going to divorce me. <laughs> Welcome to the year 2025. All right, you guys ready to get into a fucking movie? Yep. Let's do it. It's dark and wicked time. Mm. Your mama, she was saying things. She would sit right beside him, just whispering. But you weren't talking to him. We found it in her pocket. She didn't believe in God. What does it matter whether he believed? I found Mom's diary. What if she saw something out there? I told y'all not to come. There are things in this world, horrible things, wicked, and they come for whoever they want. I saw something. She wasn't crazy. Do you smell him? He's close now. He's not out there. He's already here. It's the dark and the wicked man from 2020. I had planned this month to be like my favorites of 2020 episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was before I had surgery. 
I guess it still is. We're only going to do three of them now instead of four, so fuck that anyway. Uh, this is probably my favorite of last year, all the way around. But granted, there's still a lot of movies from last year that I haven't seen, but thus far, 2020 is The Dark and the Wicked for Darian. Mm. It got 6.1 stars on IMDb, written and directed by Brian Bertino of mm. The Strangers fame. Wow. Now, having said that, you can kind of zero in on that style of directing yep. and kind of, you can see a lot of similarities there. Stars, Marin Ireland, Michael Abbott, and Julie Oliver Touchstone. Uh, also, Xander Berkeley in there. You guys recognize him? No. Recognize the name at all? Mm-hmm. You probably won't recognize him after I tell you what he was <laughs> in either. He was uh, Helen's boyfriend in Candyman. Oh, oh wow. The, the Shitberg... Uh, um, College professor that was nailing the chick, his student. So there's that for you. This one is bad, man. And I mean that in the best possible way. We start off in a, uh, I guess, a goat pen on a goat farm. Yeah. In in like nighttime. And I don't know what's going on here, dude, but there's like a craft section of the goat pen Mm -hmm. where the, the, one of the farmers has like makes dresses and weird arts and crafts and stuff yeah. i imagine if you're living on a fucking goat farm it, it's whatever you can do to stay sane right including goats okay, including goats you gotta bet you gotta have at the goats every now and then you can only do that so much yeah trust me oh. this dress would look good on you uh it's but she's out there in the night and it's a female out there a farmer Something spooks the goats, mm-hmm. and they go into like a weird hop-about frenzy kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And if you watch this scene, and you're really paying attention, you'll see it. Whatever it is, you'll see it. I didn't catch it. I've seen this movie like five, six times now. This is the first time I saw it, and I didn't catch it this time, except for my six-year-old son was sitting next to me watching it. And he's like, Daddy, did you see that? I said, see what? <laughs> that was a face. What? Yeah, Daddy, there was a face. Rewind it. Rewind it. Now, my six-year-old son is a stone gangster when it comes to horror movies. He Mm -hmm. watches whatever. And I tell him up front, buddy, this is a scary movie. You can watch it with me if you want. But if you have nightmares, then that's not on me. That's Mm -hmm. on you. Okay, no problem. He he doesn't care. He watches everything. Rewound it. He's like, really watch this part because there's like uh, it shows like the the hooves like underneath, and then it shows like the backs of the goats, and then it shows one goat in particular that like rears back, and right there for just a quick second, you get to see it it the thing that's tormenting these people. You get to see wow. it. So I'm like, okay, but I saw it when he pointed it out. So we then went back frame by frame by frame, and eventually I caught it exactly. And I believe I sent mm-hmm. both of you yeah. guys the picture. Is it just me, or does that look a lot like me? Spitting image. I'm telling you, man. If yeah. I had, like, blue skin and glowing face, oh, yeah. no? A little bit? <laughs> I don't know. I was look kind of put off by that. I'm like, that look kind of yeah, looks this like... This guy's a little ashy. I'm not, not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> if I went without my cocoa butter review, <laughs> I would be the spitting image of that fucking thing. Anyway, that's kind of gnarly, and it's kind of creepy that my six-year-old son caught it, but... Uh, from there, <clears throat> we're going to follow the, the older lady into the house, the, like the farmhouse, where we find out that her husband is stricken with some kind of an illness. He's on oxygen, and he's more or less in a vegetative state mm-hmm. and has been for quite some time. Uh, things jump right into Creep Town a few seconds later when she's getting dinner ready, and she hears 
the creak of a floorboard and turns around and one of the kitchen chairs is now facing her. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty creepy. But what's even creepier about it is her lack of reaction to it. Right. As if to say this is something this happens that all the time. she's grown used to. Mm-hmm. So if that happened to me, I would shit my pants and go running back out to the goat pen and spend the night out there. Yeah. Probably. Well, not if I knew that that thing was out there. But regardless, <laughs> uh, yeah, she just goes on about business. Cut to the next day, uh, her two grown children show up mm-hmm. to help her care for their father, I assume. So we're going to meet these two kids. Uh, they also have a farm, I guess a farmhand type of a guy yeah. that works there. His name's Charlie. Um, they're already there. Uh, here comes the daughter. Her name is Louise. I'm going to put her late 30s, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. Louise is a tomboy. She strikes me as a eight that has been tomboyed down to like a mid six. That's a bold statement. Yeah, yeah. am I being optimistic? Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little, a little high. generous with that. <laughs> oh, all right, a little. <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. Then I don't I'm care. Go a uh, mid to high six. Oh, down I, I think a, that prescription. A, a five. <laughs> that prescription you're on. These pills are treating me pretty good, boys. <laughs> Uh, she gets there just in time to watch Charlie and her brother Mike change a tire on a truck. Um, it's it's farm life, man. And yeah. I, I always wondered what like farm life would be like. And it's funny that they, they chose this for the setting of this movie because of all the like the paranormal hauntings and the like the places we've seen this type of activity show up in horror films, I don't think we've ever seen one on a farm, have we? That I can that at least not that I can recall. Yeah, which it, wasn't really a farm. It was just in the woods. As, yeah, in a period piece. But uh, but the thing, I, why I would assume that like this would be like less susceptible to this tor- type of thing is because farmers are always just so fucking tired. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Oh, the chair's on the ceiling again. Fuck, I got to get to bed. I got to milk the cows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the demon guy is back. Great. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, have <laughs> fun. Know, yeah, Let me sleep fucking, a little, will you? Don't fuck anything up. I got fucking fields to mend or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's an interesting place. Um, and it turns out this is actually Brian Bertino's family home. He grew up in this oh, farm, nice. this little farm shack. Oh, wow. Shanty. Thing, which actually is That's a functioning cool. goat ranch. How does one make money off of a goat ranch? Do you know? Have you ever been to the supermarket and like seen goat meat? I'm sure it's somewhere out I there. Can't imagine this. A lot of goat burgers get sold, right? I mean, yeah. Maybe milk. Well, I mean, there's goat heard, cheese. You've heard of the donkey show? That's a donkey, but <laughs> it's the, the goat, goat show. The goat show would be pretty lackluster. So <laughs> probably over pretty quickly too. The goat's nervous again. We can't do it. Although, if they had those fainting goats that you always see on YouTube, those are hilarious. Oh, I would. Lo- I would buy. F- 50 of those just to keep them around here scare the shit out of them <laughs> 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 support. anyway uh, mom is there so we have mom dad who's bedridden and pretty much comatose uh, Mike and Louise and then we have the, the farmhand Charlie who's kind of coming and going helping out with the daily chores uh, we start off with a conversation with mom mom is dejected to say the least she keeps telling them it shouldn't be here I told you guys not to come, but she's not saying why, and she's not really telling them to get the fuck out of there either. Yeah. She's just, I told you not to come, but you're here now. The feeling I got from mom was very tired. 
mm-hmm. and she's been taking care of dad for full time, plus running a goat farm, plus trying to squeeze time in for her weird arts and crafts thing, and getting fucked with by this uh, paranormal in- thing. So, like, any ounce of energy she has left is just out the window. Mm -hmm. So, that sucks. And then they, we're off to a pretty solid start. But then, like, the only part of the movie that I didn't particularly care for, we're going to climb right into. And that's the chopping carrots scene. Oh, yeah. If we see somebody chopping carrots in a horror movie, and we're prominently displaying the carrots as they're chopping them. We know what's going to happen. We know exactly what's going to happen. Now, she's going to cut one of her fingers off. Mm -hmm. Is she going to do it on accident, scream and freak out? Or is she going to do it on purpose and then smile and wave at everybody with her bloody stump? Mm -hmm. Either way, she's going to cut one of her fingers off. I don't know why that had to be in there. Because, you know, at least least don't show the carrots as much as you did. Because you're telling me what's about to happen. Yeah. You're telegraphed. You're definitely telegraphed. But uh, they did it anyway, and she cuts her fingers off and then cuts her fingers into little bits and then screaming and yelling and then bang, cut to the next morning. Uh, Mike and Louise wake up. They go out to the kitchen where they see mom's bloody fingers and blood all over the fucking place. They go looking for her, running outside. Mom, where are you? Mom, where are you? They find her hanging in the goat shed, mm-hmm. which is gnarly. And... Um, I didn't really catch on the first time I saw it, but it'll get brought up later. She's hanging in an impossible place. Yeah. She could not have hung herself there. Right. So there's that. Uh, they get her down. They get her her body out of there. Um, this is about the time. What? <laughs> the what she said, don't drop her. Don't drop her. I'm like... Why? She's dead. She's dead. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> She's a and, big girl. Uh, and, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but mom is probably pushing at least 300. <laughs> yeah. And Louise, who's like holding her up, is what? All of 85 pounds tops. Yeah. Either drop her or she's going to crush your ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happened. Um, but uh, they get her out of there, autopsy, all that stuff. Um, this is when the the official weirdness starts. That was the non-official weirdness. Now it's time for official weirdness. Uh, Louise is taking a shower, and she hears somebody come into the bathroom. So she's like, oh, fuck, I'll be out in a minute. Just fuck off. And then she peeks behind the shower curtain, and it's her dad standing there, who mm-hmm. is supposedly in this comatose state. His eyes are like bone white. He pisses himself mm-hmm. and then does like a Marilyn Manson Video head spin kind of a thing, whatever you call that mm-hmm. fucking move. Uh, she freaks out, starts screaming for Mike. Mike comes in, dad's gone. She gets out of the shower, dad's still in bed, hasn't moved. So, okay, that's creepy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, but at this point, uh, really, whatever this is, is only fucking with Louise. Yeah. So far. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> creepy. Uh, cut to that night. We have a uh, nurse that comes in and helps take care of dad periodically. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got some stories to tell about their mom and some of the things that their mom was saying. She would like sit next to dad and like whisper to him, but she wasn't really whispering to dad. It's like she was whispering to somebody else that may or may not have been in the room. Um, but at the same time, mom is old and stressed right the fuck out. So. Maybe she's having some delusions, mm-hmm. something like that. We can rationalize this. I got the feeling between Mike and Louise, neither one of them wanted to be there. Right. You know, I mean, they don't, they probably grew up in this farm, but going back there, it didn't, it wasn't their home anymore. They both had lives of their own. Um, 
is very obligatory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not there out of concern. And let's be honest, Dad's not coming out of that coma. That no. was never even a glimmer of hope about that. They're there because they feel like they should be. Yep. And that's about it, mm-hmm. really. So this family, for whatever reason, is already fractured, either by time and distance or by some past trauma or whatever. But right off the bat, uh, they're kind of passing the buck. Um, oh, who's going to stay with Dad? Oh, i got to get back to Becky and the kids, Mike says. And Louise is like, well, fuck, I guess I'll do it. So she agrees to stay there with their dad at night after the nurse leaves. Cut to that night after the nurse leave, leaves, Dad starts coughing up spiders. Mm-hmm. Fucking shit, man. That's no good. No. Now, that could be a thing. I don't know. I don't know anything about medical anything. <laughs> but is it... the new COVID, I think. Is it? Oh, yeah. you do not want that. Well, I'm going to go put a mask on right now. Fucking, <laughs> right. fucking spiders coming out of my lungs. No. Not doing that. Mask is going to hold them in. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nasty shit, man. Uh, she sees it. Mike's still there. He comes running in. He's like, what happened? And she's like, uh, I thought there was a spider. But all of a sudden, there's no spiders there. Yeah. So again, maybe it's whatever this is, it's just kind of focused on Louise. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point in the movie, we're kind of past the, the point of you know looking at like some kind of psychological trauma or just overstressed or you know um, this being in, in anybody's head. We've already seen it. Mm-hmm. We know what it is. It's some kind of a gray... Darian look-alike that is pissed off at goat farmers. And I don't know what his problem is. He seemed like an all right guy, but uh, it's, we, can, we can already surmise that this is not in Louise's head. It wasn't in Mom's head. And um, it's definitely a paranormal situation. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, demonic, ghosts, whatever, we don't know. We're never going to know because there was never any answers given, which I kind of enjoyed about that. But anyway... Uh, it's pretty fucked up, man. And, uh, like Louise and Mike have a serious talk. And this is about the time that Mike kicks or bumps into the bed and out comes mom's diary, which looks suspiciously like the Necronomicon. (laughs) Right. But smaller. (laughs) A little smaller. More like a Necronomicon pamphlet. (laughs) Yeah. Not the, not the big volume. This is like the abridged version, but start reading mom's diary and it is cryptic as shit, boys. There's something in here, and it's the devil. It's trying to take my husband's soul. It laughs at me and causes me pain and just really scary shit. And if I read that, uh, even if it was just in mom's head, I'm out, man. I'm out. I'm sorry. Mm. I will stay at a nearby Best Western, and I will drive by and check on you (laughs) periodically. Maybe make a phone call. Oh, you know, we can set up like a Skype situation, something like that. But, uh, goddamn, no. Um... It's terrifying. And Louise comes clean. She's like, hey, dude, there is something weird going on here. Read Mom's diary. It's full of the creepiest, nastiest shit. Uh, that thing with Dad and then the the shower and then the spiders. Dude, something, something ain't cool here. And so Mike is like, well, uh, I don't know about any of that shit. Turns out this is a family of atheists, which almost makes it even weirder. Because, like, whenever you see these movies, it's usually a devout religious family that gets fucked with Mm -hmm. these people didn't believe in anything which i thought was a nice touch yeah but um Mm -hmm. from there they're like oh well okay whatever they go to bed that night now it's mike's turn to get fucked with very Mm -hmm. creepy who uh light switch comes on okay all right yeah that's uh something i'm up i'll go turn off the light 
Yeah. Turns it off, goes back to bed. Light switch comes on again. Okay. Uh, There's something there. It's an old house. Uh, maybe uh, wiring. <laughs> goes and turns it off again. Goes Alexa. back to Here's bed. An Alexa. Light switch comes on again. All right, now I'm gone. Now, now I'm either sleeping on the couch. Where's my fucking sister at? That's right. I'm going to go to bed with her, and we are both going to sleep on the couch. I don't fucking know, but I'm not staying here. He switches it off again, starts walking back to bed, and walks past his window where he sees his dead mom standing on the front lawn. I think naked or possibly. Yeah, I think it was naked. Could be. Uh, kind of ambiguous because it's dark, and her skin hangs like a... Like a, a flowing, like a flowing <laughs> moo-moo, like a wet shower curtain is really what it was. Flowing like those dresses. And then she just levitates up in the air. Yeah, that was fucking... That was creepy. What? No! <laughs> that is creepy as With shit. With a weird smile on her face, too. Yeah, yeah, that too, which is gnarly. Uh, he wakes up the next morning, panic-stricken. Oh, what the fuck? Now we have to have another uncomfortable talk with Louise about, uh, yeah, I saw, there is some weird shit going on here, dudes, mm-hmm. and it is creepy as fuck all. So, I mean, I'm not saying we should kill Dad, but if there's like a DNR, we could uh, get, uh, <laughs> let's just put him in a wheelbarrow and get him the fuck out of here where yeah. he can die. Somewhere well, else. Somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And not, either the goats. It's something. Yeah, put him in the goats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's gnarly, man. Uh, they wake up the next day. Charlie comes by. Uh, they have like their usual goat tending to chores. I don't know what exactly that entails, but apparently it involves like a moving them from one side to the other and squirting them with a pink fluid in like a weird spray bottle (laughs) pump thing. I don't know what any of that is. Uh, but he helps out, which is very cool. Um, Go back, go back to bed that night. More weird shit goes on. Now the phone starts ringing. Fucking fuckery with the phones. That's something else that'll get me to leave your house very quickly. <laughs> phone rings. Louise picks it up. It's that blank dial tone. That do do do. We're sorry. The number. Okay. Well, it's strange that the phone would ring and then and do that. I would be getting that. Yeah. Okay. Hangs it up. Immediately rings again. Picks it up, and it's her mom. I told y'all not to come. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck no! Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, mom. That must be Darian doing impressions okay. again. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> I have been told that my sense of humor can be in, bo- in poor taste, but I will not imitate your dead mother to you. <laughs> Even I have to draw the line somewhere, buddy. Jesus. Christ. Afterwards, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just wondering if you're going to make the show this week. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't have done your dead mom. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty nice so she's like oh fuck doesn't tell Mike about it though the phone call Mm -hmm. still scary as shit Mike goes into town they have to go and um, pick up their mother's I I don't know if they were there to identify her remains or if that was even necessary but they go to pick up the stuff she had on her when she hung herself theoretically um, which was uh, her weird night shirt dress. Ham and, sandwich. And ham sandwich, uh, Subway foot long. And a bunch of little crosses that they give out yeah. in Sunday school. Now, again, this is a family of atheists, and apparently a staunch family of atheists. Yeah. So Mike's like, well, she, we never went to church. She didn't believe in God. What is it? in the corners? like, yeah, they give those out at, at uh, Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's weird. Uh, come back as they're coming back it's now pouring rain there's a priest standing out at the gate in the pouring rain no 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 i'm sorry i will leave it again uh yep nope 
I, I'm happy to call you an Uber uh, father. I'll get you a cab. Uh, you're not coming to my house. And no. Mike, unfortunately, decides to stop. And, and to be fair to Mike, uh, he's he was a little old guy. And this is Xander Berkeley from Candyman, who does mm-hmm. a hell of a job in this movie. He's like, oh, Michael, you look just like your mom. I think we should have a talk. So they take the priest back to the, uh, the um, house there. Mm-hmm. Now, the priest doesn't make... Any illusions as to him being brought... Like, he said that he would stop by and talk to their mom periodically. They're not buying it. They think that he is somehow responsible. Like, they put... Like, the priest put these ideas in her head, and she just kind of went and ran with it. Mm -hmm. Except the part that they're both now experiencing the same shit, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But they're tired. They're stressed out. They're openly hostile, and uh, I kind of get where they're coming from with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, they end up kicking the priest out. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, well, all right, then. I'll just be on my way in the pouring rain. Uh, yes, yes, you will. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> sir. I'm sorry, but no. Um, I got kind of a uh, Poltergeist 2 vibe yeah, from that dude. Absolutely. You guys get that? Uh-huh. Very much. And that's going to come into to play here in a few minutes. <laughs> yep. So that's pretty creepy. The fuck is this priest doing all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Um, he takes off, and then we get the the nurse comes back, and she's like, she's like the one shining ray of hope. And if you're trying to put your finger on what the fuck is going on here, you can't really, mm-hmm. because I would say that this is like a grudge type situation where anybody who comes into the farm gets it, and it could be that because yeah. well, no, as people come and go, they all get fucking dicked with in one mm-hmm. way or another but um she's doing pretty good up to this point mm-hmm. she's coming in she's like i made y'all i'm so sorry i made y'all some food um uh, you know there's a lot of love in this house and you can tell she's not really buying it because there's not a lot of love in this house uh, but she's like you know just trying to offer some ray of hope yeah you know cheer you up a little bit mm-hmm. your dad's about to die your mom just offed herself here's a pot roast sorry <laughs> sorry for your luck <laughs> <laughs> a pop roast? <laughs> sure. Not sure what you mean by that, but all right. <laughs> uh, the nurse is like, well, you know, I'll be here. And she, like, lights some candles around the dad and tries to make him comfortable. Really, the nurse is just a death watch, pretty much. Yeah. She's there to sign the death certificate when he finally does kick. Um, from there, we go back and we start reading Mom's diary again. She would stop. So why would you do that? <laughs> right? Right. Better yet, they like started at the end. So that's like the worst. When it was out of, devil, devil's going to kill me. Oh, I just want to die. Go back to the beginning when it was like prom date, 1962. Oh, I'm so excited. Pick up hot dogs from grocery store. Yeah, there you go. Something a little more cheering. <laughs> Teddy <But> bears. <laughs> something. God, and it's just more cryptic shit. He is a devil and he comes from the darkness. He climbs on him when he's asleep and hurts him. And <clears throat> all kinds of nasty shit. But uh, it's pretty creepy. Um, from there, that night they go to bed. They hear something outside. They both wake up at the same time and hit the living room. And they're like, there's something out there on the fucking porch. So Mike is like, uh, just, uh, okay, just hang out. Was, he said it was like 3 in the morning, which mm-hmm. makes this even creepier. Yeah. Take a peek out on the old front porch. The fucking pre- pre- preacher, priester, preacher <laughs> is back, and he's just hanging out on the front porch. No! Get the fuck! No, no, no! That is, no! 
Get the shotgun. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Mike opens the door. He's like, it's three in the fucking morning. What are you doing hanging out on my porch? And he just kind of does this, come on outside. Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> no! No, 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 no. Right. Well, I'm convinced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to show you around or something? Give you a quick <laughs> tour of the place? Come on outside. So Mike is like, I'm not going outside. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to call the cops. As he's, that's happening, the fucking phone rings. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Which causes both of them to turn their heads and look at the phone. Louise, who's already had an encounter with the phone, is like, no, hell no. Takes the phone and rips it off the wall and unplugs it and everything. And that's Mm -hmm. enough with the fucking phone. I was waiting for it to ring again after she did that. Yeah, I mean, that would probably be what would normally happen next. (laughs) I'm glad they didn't do that because that would be stupid. Uh, Turn back to look at the preacher and he's gone. Mm -hmm. Well... Okay, shit. And he had fucking the, the bone white eyes yeah. this time. Fuck, man. Shit. All right, so they're like, oh, shit. Now we're going to cut to the unfortunate soul who was trying to get a hold of him that night and actually using the fucking phone. Mm-hmm. My main man, Charlie, in his trailer, I don't know, a couple miles down the road. And this is, in my humble opinion, the best part of the movie right here because this is some creepy shit, man. Uh, Charlie's in his trailer. I think Charlie knew more about what the fuck yeah. was going on. And that's why he was trying to get a hold of, uh, um, what's her name, Louise or somebody. There. Mm-hmm. He's trying feverishly trying to get a hold of Hang Calls, can't get through, hangs up, calls again, hangs up, calls again. He is, uh, he's wearing a suit and tie, which led me to believe that he the funeral was possibly that day. Because let's be honest, Charlie's not a suit and tie kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. But he's there in his trailer. As he's trying to get a hold of Louise, he hears the door to his trailer open and close. Now, that not being said, Charlie already has his shotgun and a bunch of shells on the bed next to him. Mm -hmm. He's getting ready for something. We don't know what just yet, but we're going to find out. So he's like, oh, shit, somebody's in my trailer. He goes out there and does the classic, go get! Which is something you don't see very often. <laughs> Go and get up out of here! <laughs> Go now. Own up, goddamn! <laughs> Goes out there, and it's what I can only surmise to be like a nightmare demon version of Louise. And she's doing that slow, jerky motion oh, yeah. where she's like, kind of like Marilyn Manson esque, and she's got a knife. And she's periodically sticking herself. Like in weird, random places. And there's something interesting about this scene that I would really like to expand on, but I can't. While this scene is playing out, there's a dialogue happening, either distorted, slowed down, or in reverse, or all three. Something is being said. It doesn't quite sync to Louise's lips moving, because her lips are moving. She's saying something, even though she has like a blank expression on her face. But I would really like to know what that audio is. And if it can be isolated or something like that. Because it is this whole sequence right here is creepy as fuck yeah. off. Uh, he goes out there, points a shotgun at her. She just keeps coming at him with the knife and this blank expression, stabbing herself as she goes. And then he's like, what do you want? Get out of here. You're not supposed to be here, girl. Come on. And she's wearing a nightgown, too. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think that perhaps Charlie had some sexual illusions to, with uh, Louise or... 
Maybe something happened. I don't want to think about that. I, I don't, but this is like this, this is motor alert. This yeah. is the subtlety of this scene and the things that it, the things that it'll bring up in your head, mm-hmm. whether you know it or not. Because like, and then when he finally he eventually puts a shotgun in his mouth and blows his own head off, they're in front of all this. But before he does that, she like gets in his face and she says, "You did this to me." So. I think Charlie knew more about what this is or how it got there or why is Louise in a in a why is why is it uh appearing as Louise to Charlie in a nightgown of all things? I'm just saying these, these are things that are, that came into my head. Maybe I'm looking digging too far into it. Uh anyway, that's gnarly. Charlie's now out of the equation, just mm-hmm. killed himself. Uh now we're going to cut to the next day back at the farm. Uh Mike is Dude, he wants out. He wants to, he wants to roll. So oh, yeah. things are getting weirder around there. He's like, you know what? Call the doctor. We're going to get dad to the hospital. You and I are going to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Doctor shows up and he's like, ah. About that. Yeah, can't really, uh, can't really move him. Because if we do, I don't think he'll survive uh, to make it to the hospital. Okay. And yeah, dad's, or Mike's like, okay, well. We can't keep him here. And the doctor's like, well, I'm not going to sign off on moving him because it's basically going to kill him and I can't do that. So, fuck. Now, you're, now you are stuck here at this place mm-hmm. and you can't leave now. Yeah. Well, theoretically you can't, but we're going to find out different here in a minute. Uh, that's pretty gnarly. They're now stuck here. They do their best to like soldier on with the farm chores and all that stuff. And uh, this part is really gnarly because they're out tending to the fucking farm out past like a tree runs a three-legged goat that has had one of its legs clearly ripped off mm-hmm. and it's like still bleeding from the wound mm-hmm. they come around the corner and there we find that all of the goats have been mercilessly like ripped Swatted. to shred well all except for like five or six i mm-hmm. think they said this scene would be uh a lot more hard hitting if it wasn't for some really bad CGI right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty shot. It was pretty bad. But mm-hmm. uh like walking dead uh, Yeah, you know. <laughs> CGI yeah. deer. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean it, it's like a We only of, have so much on our budget. Yeah. We uh <laughs> can we get any more carcasses? No? Oh shit. <laughs> Let's get those animator guys in here. <laughs> and that's pretty much what it is, but uh they have to have a big bonfire to to roast all the dead sheep. They said they had like five or six left after that. Um, so now that's about the last draw. Uh, they go to bed that night. Louise wakes up and Mike is gone. Mm-hmm. He's just not there anymore. So she's running around the house. Mike, Mike, where are you? Mike. There's a knock on the door. Charlie's granddaughter shows up. Probably uh, 16, 17 years old. Not mm-hmm. unattractive. Uh, she's like, hey, uh, Charlie died. We thought y'all should know. And uh, and she's like, what? As that as they're having that conversation, she hears her dad coughing in the in the bedroom. So she's like, hold on. Let me go check on my dad. I'll be right back. Charlie's not dead. I saw him like two hours or two days ago. There's no way he's dead. Uh, comes back. Charlie's granddaughter's not there. Mm-hmm. Now she goes into full fucking ghost demon mode or whatever. Oh, yeah. Starts telling Louise what a whore she is and what a terrible daughter she is. Eyes go black. Um uh, Louise gets kind of falls down when she gets back up. Of course, Charlie's granddaughter is nowhere to be seen because she's like a ghost demon phantom thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately calls Mike. Mike decided to split in the middle of the night. He's yeah. going back home to his wife and girls. Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit. <clears throat> right. Now, never mind. I mean, it's a shitty thing. Never mind the ghost and the demon and the dead uh, goats and the... Uh, 
uh, dead mom and all that shit. Even if this was a happy family, don't do that. In the mid, while you're dead, your dad is like hours away from expiring. Mm-hmm. You're going to leave your kid sister there all by herself to do this all by herself, especially now that you've already buried your mom. That's a shitty thing to do. On the other hand, I get it because I wouldn't have stayed there as long as he did. Right. But I would at least wake her up and tell her I'm leaving or, hey. Yeah, we are getting out of here. Something, you know. Yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, camp out in the front lawn there. Let's get the fuck out of here something. Um, Where floating mom is. Yeah. Well, no, no. Let's not do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll find a KOA campground or something. <laughs> yeah. It'll be close, though. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, Mike is driving home. He's like, no, I can't be there. I'm with Becky and the girls, and they're my family now, and you need to leave too. And she's like, I can't leave my our fucking dad here in a bed with spiders coming out of his lungs and floating dead moms and stuff. Um, he goes home, and when he gets home, he mm-hmm. finds that Becky, his wife, and his two little I, – I assume this was like a murder-suicide situation. I mean, it's neither in a minute, but for when he walks in <laughs> – the two girls are dead, seemingly while they were eating breakfast, and Becky has committed. His wife has committed suicide. Yeah, uh, he loses his shit. I don't know if he was forced to kill to slit his own throat or if he chose to do. No, so. No, I think he chose to. You think so? Yeah, That's what it seemed to be. It seemed to me that though that there was like a struggle where he was like trying to get the knife away from his neck, but it was being forced back. There was that a could, scene earlier that was that way, the, right in the the goat pen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I mean, I imagine it wouldn't take much convincing to get him to do it right. after having seen that. So he does just that. He opens his own throat up, starts bleeding out, uh, turns again to look at the kitchen, and it's empty. Mm-hmm. Well, Shit. Oops. Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> well, we had ourselves a bit of a bugaboo on that mm-hmm. throat-slitting situation. In walks Becky and the two girls, and they're just fine, just in time to discover their dead dad. They're on the kitchen floor. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I wonder if things would have ended any differently for him if he had stuck it out. Probably not, because it doesn't end well for Louise either, I don't think. No, no. Anyway, uh, cut back to <clears throat> Louise. This officially sucks. <clears throat> Here comes the nurse. She's like, where's Michael? Louise is like, well, he took right off. In fact, they were on the phone as the nurse was coming in. And uh, Louise at this point kind of goes into shutdown mode. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. She's on the phone yelling and screaming at Mike as he's driving home while the nurse is in the the other room with dad uh, doing her, what is that, crochet or whatever Mm -hmm. with the sewing needles. The fucking spider comes out of the nurse's ear, crawls Mm -hmm. across her face and into her eye socket, I think. Yeah. And then the nurse gets like a kind of spacey for a second. Then she gets a little case of the chuckles and then she stabs herself in the face with the sewing needle. And then she gets up and puts a pretty good fucking beating on Louise, throws her around, knocks Louise out, and then gets up and takes the two sewing needles and sticks them in her eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Kills herself. That's gnarly. Uh, Louise comes to a couple hours later. It's now dark out. Uh, there's a dead nurse there in your living room. Uh, she hears dad like huffing and puffing trying to breathe. And then dad expires, let, lets out the, the death growl or whatever you call that Mm -hmm. and she's like oh my god dad i love you so much and then she just kind of sits on the bed for a second and starts crying and then if you watch this part in slow-mo you'll find that it's actually the thing that attacks her that jumps on her Mm. and kind of i don't know if it bit her on the neck or if it just kind of jumped on top of her but instantly cut to credits and that's the end of your movie 
What did you guys think of The Dark and the Wicked? It's good. Yeah, it's good. I loved it. Good atmosphere. Um, atmosphere A little little uneven, even though it's kind of a slow burn. Um, A little uneven in the pacing at times. But uh, atmospheric, really good. I mean, I, I really liked it. I couldn't get enough of this one. This is a bad motherfucker. There's a couple of things that I really dug about this. First and foremost, it being paranormal, we're never given an answer. We don't know where this thing came from. We don't know why it picked them. We don't know if it had some kind of an end game involved. The history behind it. Nothing. 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 And I actually like that. Um, It it seemed to exist solely for what a a demonic or possession would exist. And that's just to torment. Just to fuck with you. Yeah. Right. And I'm into that. Yeah. Um, Totally. I dig that. I like that there was no mention of cameras or recording phenomenon or anything like that. Because that seems to be the go-to, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, the house is haunted. Oh, we got to set up cameras. We're going to catch this thing. <laughs> yeah. No, no. We're lucky if we make it out of here alive. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, too. I would compare this. There's. Um, you guys have seen uh, Lovely Molly? Yeah. I would compare this to that. Uh, never watch the bonus features of Lovely Molly. Because everything is explained in the bonus features, and it's very disappointing. Uh, I did watch the bonus features on this. It's still just as ambiguous as the the whole movie. Um, There's a lot of subtext here and a lot of possibilities. The possibility of Charlie knowing more than he he let on. Uh, The possibility of some kind of abuse happening in the home. Normally, when these things show up, it's not a random, you know, the devil doesn't just pick a random house and say, sick him. There's usually some kind of a something happened there or there was some kind of a fracture or trauma or something like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, man, I like that we didn't get any answers. I like that there was no cameras. Atmosphere was a huge part. The farm itself, desolate, Mm -hmm. isolated, you know, goats for fuck's sake. I I would wonder what mom and dad's life looked like. Before all the demon shit started and before dad got sick. Probably Mm -hmm. equally, if not more depressing than it is now. (laughs) You know what I mean? You Mm -hmm. even have cable out here, for Christ's sakes. You know what high-speed internet access is? Let me show you my iPhone. So, this is really a nitpick, but Hmm. how much did that CGI goat mound, like, pull you out? Like, it really... Yanked me out of the movie there for a minute. Yeah. So, and I just don't understand. They watch this shit before they release it. I'd rather they, have they like have to realize it looks terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the most disappointing part of that is that the the scene right before the CGI goat mount, you see Michael walking through the bodies, the carcasses, and it that looks practical, right? Actual carcasses or some there's like skeletal remains on the ground and yeah. it's smeared blood. We could have stopped right there. Mm-hmm. We got it. Instead, they had to cut to that overhead shot of like the pink and the grass and all the weird. It, it was very bad. That that is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnett, I can't get enough of this movie, man. I think this is. Well, I I texted you the first time I saw it. And I said, mm-hmm. "Watch this alone yep. at night with the lights off and the volume up." Did you do it? Uh, I watched it with Sarah. Lights off at night, and it creeped her the fuck out. Nice. So. I'm glad I'm not the only one. How about you, I buddy? think I was enjoying her being creeped out too much. That's the best, too, right? Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> my favorite is when my wife takes her hair and pulls it in front of her face so she can't see. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it uh, last night, uh, mostly by myself. Um, Violet came in and out. 
yeah. you know, once in a while, but that was about it. But I had lights off everything. Nice. That's mm-hmm. how that's how you gotta do it, man. Check it out, inmates, if you haven't seen it already. It is uh The Dark and the Wicked. We're gonna take a little break and we'll come back with some other stuff. Oh yeah. Feel it home. 
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Gentlemen, I have a business proposal for you. The three of us go in on a goat farm. Oh, yeah? Yeah, sure. Uh, Where can we get some goats? And uh, I'm going to be in charge of the goats. Okay. So basically, I just need you guys to give me money, and I will handle handle the rest. I don't know anything about goats, but they look like fun, you know? I don't know. How did goats get such a bad rap? You know? At what point did we decide that goats were the devil? Well, you can get those goat yoga things now, you know, where the goats yeah. walk all over you. Yeah, I do not I'm understand you, they're that. They're catching on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But at some point, we all decided goats were the devil. Yeah. I don't know where or why or how. No, it's those cloven know. hooves. Is that what it is? Pigs have cloven hooves. They're not the devil. Yeah. Horses. Come on. Those things. First off, a pig. Yeah. Not very menacing looking. Ah. Goats yeah. are assholes. That's well, yeah, and they have that. Sometimes they grow that goatee thing, See? which is yeah, open hooves, goatee. Yeah, that's it, what it, it is. It means they're bad. Oh boy, <laughs> get out! <laughs> <laughs> All right, you fucking assholes. Uh, I've got a crap ton of movies to tell you about. In what are you looking at? What are you looking at? So about a week ago, a buddy of ours got the um, Sundance Film Festival streaming package for two movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one was Eight for Silver from 2021. (laughs) Jay, you were here for that one, right? I was. What'd you think of that one? Uh, Eight for Silver was very good. Very good show. Really liked it. Werewolf move. I guess it's a werewolf. (laughs) Would you call that a werewolf? I don't know what else you'd call it. I would say it's kind of a new take on a werewolf okay. movie. Okay. That was a very snarky explanation. Right. Um, it's because of the word silver was in it. Huh? Well, they did, they did manage to uh, get away with not having to come up with a good-looking werewolf transformation. I'll give it that. I think that's why they went the route they did is because... That's that really is the make or break it for is. every werewolf movie. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I guess it's a, but like as far as a horror movie goes, werewolf is gnarly. That fucking village scene, the scarecrow, the werewolf is like a distant second to what went on with the scarecrow in the village. Uh, great show. Look forward to that one hitting Blu-ray. I'm all over that. We also watched another one called Coming Home in the Dark from 2021. Were you here for that one too, Jay? Yeah, that was right after. That was a bit long. That was a very long. Um, it started off rock solid. You had a family going camping. Out of nowhere, some guys with guns pop out and seemingly, inexplicably, execute the children in front of their parents and then take the parents. That part, we're off to a great start. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's gnarly, but you're like, Jesus, fuck, did, what? Yeah, now it, what? It started balls out. I mean, seriously. And then from there, we got like an hour of a car a car ride in uh, the do- and some dialogue. And we find we, there's a whole backstory between the family and the 
gunmen and it's a it's a whole thing uh-huh. really long especially yeah. for the second yeah. movie and we uh, had uh, been drinking all night long <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh our police officer friend fell asleep on my couch halfway through and she's like oh we there's another movie i didn't i don't know okay i'm gonna go home <laughs> uh i watched that uh right after surgery i watched the sand from 2015 hmm. exactly what you think it is some kids get hammered on a on a beach Wake up the next morning, and there's something in the sand that's pulling them under and devouring them. Oh, turns out, Turns out to be a Lovecraftian <laughs> kind of a thing. Uh, the Trees Have Eyes from 2020. Low-budget, on-set zombie apocalypse that takes place in the forest. Not as bad as you'd think. Hmm. I'll give it that much, but definitely not the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, Hunted from 2020. This one's streaming on Shutter. It's basically a uh, rape revenge type of a thing. Thing about this one is you got two rapists slash murderers abduct one young lady, take her out in the woods with the purpose for the purpose of raping and murdering her as they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in doing so, however, they manage to do a lot more damage to each other than they do the chick. Uh, they wreck the car. They, they end up, one of them ends up killing the other one because he's just so pissed off at him. Uh, and then, of course, she drags the other one through the mud. So who's the real victim here? Right. You know? I don't know. I mean, I'm not condoning that behavior, obviously. <laughs> Amulet from 2020. This one's pretty good. Uh, foreign film. And it's a bit long and you really got to be paying attention. Hmm. Uh, Serbian-Croat war, early 90s, I think. Hmm. And a guy finds a weird um, talisman in the woods. And after the war, he takes it with him, and it leads to all kinds of problems. Wow. Uh, Curse of Aurora from 2020. I'm going to be honest with you. I was out of my gourd on Oxycontin when I watched this, but I wrote it down. Therefore, so it was excellent. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> don't remember a fucking thing about it. It was very colorful. Uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't really remember much about that one. Run from 2020 with Sarah Paulson. Oh. You guys watch this one? Yep. Pretty good show. Uh, one of those weird, uh, I'm going to convince my daughter that she's sick kind of a thing uh, and has all these weird ailments and illnesses so that I can keep her under my control. And eventually she's slowly going to get wise to it and it's going to create a big hoop de doo <laughs> uh, Dead Con from 2019. So think about this one. This is a classic mistake made by a lot of horror film people. They make their victims so unlikable that you're rooting for them to die. Mm -hmm. But there's a fine gray area there where you hate them, you want them to die, but you still want to keep watching. Mm -hmm. These characters are so unlikable, and you hate them, and you want them to die, but you don't want to even hang out with them long enough for them to die. So this is basically the story of... This is like... um, like a, a Comic Con or a Twitch Fest, or it's for streamers, like high profile streamers. The, the main star attraction gets checked into basically room 1408, which is a haunted hotel room. All kinds of nonsense happens from there. Hmm. Uh, a good woman is hard to find. This one's pretty good. It's on Shutter right now. Oh, it's a movie? Yes. <laughs> oh. No, it's not a, it's not a statement. <laughs> uh, a good woman is hard to find. This is like a, it's not really a horror movie, more of like a. Revenge movie, um, young single mom, her husband gets killed by the local drug dealers, she comes back to kill them, and then there's, there's like a whole, she steals their drugs, and there's a, another guy involved, there's a whole thing. Uh, the House in Sherwood, this one's not bad. Um, famed psychic is going to a haunted house, and she's going to live stream her 
paranormal experience there. Another chick is pissed off at the famed psychic for giving her bad advice. So she has set up a bunch of paranormal pranks and stuff to disprove our psychic. Naturally, the house turns out to be actually Hmm. haunted and people get killed. Uh, 12-hour shift from 2020. Wow. Starring Angela Bettis. Uh, Black market organ trafficking in a hospital where all the nurses and staff are all drug addicts. <laughs> Naturally, shit gets fucked up, right. as you'd, you'd assume. Yeah. And lastly, Hell Mountain from 2017. Hmm. Again, high as fuck on Oxycontin. Can't really tell you much about it other than... It has a title. Yeah, uh, yeah. I assume it has something to do with the mountain. So there's that. Yeah. That's all I'm looking at. Jason, you got anything in this week? Oh, since the last time I was here, uh, The Vast of Night, which is a sci-fi uh, UFO uh, movie. Saul, cool. Saul Run, just like you. What would uh, you think of that? Uh, Run? Yeah. Uh, I actually liked it, but it, it, was, it was really similar to a lot of other movies and shows that are out. Like there was uh, The Act. Which was like a mini series yeah. on Hulu, I think. They all based on very a true story. similar. Uh, I did get to see the Mortuary Collection finally. Nice. That yeah. is absolutely an annual event for Halloween for me now. Oh, very cool. That's definitely made put, the playlist put into the lineup. Uh, let's see the rental. Okay. Did you see? Have you seen that? No. Oh, okay. Seen the trailers though. Actually, really good. Pretty good show. Yeah, we liked it. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. It will. Definitely make you never get an Airbnb again. Oh, well, fuck. Oh, man. Not going to show that one to my wife. (laughs) Right. Uh, A little something called Spontaneous. I watched that based upon the high ratings and reviews of uh, fellow podcasters. Oh, boy. uh, Who need to have their microphone rights revoked. (laughs) (laughs) That's about some of the shittiest advice I've ever gotten. Oh, no. Uh, Run, Hide, Fight. Uh, very good movie. Um, it's a school shooting type movie. Okay. Love and Monsters. Really, really fun. I heard good things about that. It's hmm. really fun. Nice. It's, you know, light on horror, but it's a really, really fun movie. In the vein of a zombie land, from what I understand. Yeah. Okay. Similar to uh, kind of dry humor. Nice. Uh, hmm. Some cool effects uh, going on in there. The little things that... New uh, Denzel, Denzel Washington serial movie. killer thing. Uh, really stupid. Really? Yeah. Oh. Once you kind of break it apart, yeah. that movie is moronic. Oh, no. Uh, so many holes that it just makes no sense. <sighs> uh, we already talked about the other ones. That's it. Okay. Buddy? I just got uh, Signs. That's the only one I got in there. Signs? Yeah. I have, night. I have rewatched that more times than I can even imagine. Yeah, same here. It's not great, and but for some reason... I. I've probably seen that 20 times. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad show. No, not at all. It, it's just one of those fun movies to watch. Yeah. yeah. And there's some good suspense in there, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the trailers for his new one? Yes. Old? Yep. I think it's called. What do you What do you think of that? I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm a fan. Uh, Are you? I, yeah. I, I, I've never abandoned him, <sighs> even based upon some of his weaker offerings. <sighs> but, uh, some, hmm. Oh, what? Uh, the, the good outweighs the bad. The the girl in the water is that oh, what it was called? Okay, so uh, there's one bad. What a, the village fucking lady in the lake? Oh, no, lady in the water. Whatever. I don't with know. Uh, Paul Giamatti, who I am in love with. I love normally. Him. He's great. Uh, the village. Fucking I, bullshit. I like the village. Yeah, me too. Bullshit. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, the visit. Visit not bad. 
Okay. Uh, kid, kid was kind of annoying, but other than that, it wasn't bad. Signs, signs I liked. Six cents, uh, six cents loved. Um, Unbreakable, eh, hit and miss. Split, split. I like split. I didn't wasn't a big fan of glass. Yeah, it was a little weak. Yeah, but uh, all in all, it, I I'd uh, say what, more pros than cons. What is that? Uh, except for the happening. Ha- oh, oh, yeah. oh, that one is worth three negatives. <laughs> Just. Yeah. Mark Wall, I like Mark Wahlberg. I do too. But he was annoying as shit in that movie. And whenever the weird guy pops off a cockamamie uh, theory halfway through the movie, and it turns out to be nuts on accurate, that's a that's a deal breaker, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the trees that are doing it. I think grass is angry at us. <laughs> it's yeah. the wind. Oh, so that's what we're going with. His well, nutsack we'll just idea. stay out of wind. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, inmates. That, well, that's what we're looking at. If you would like to get a hold of us and tell us what you got to see this week, we'd love to hear from you. The Padded Room, 2011 at Hotmail.com or the Mental Health Hotline at area code 775-387-0275. In the meantime, let's talk a little immersion therapy, shall we? Yes. Immersion Therapy. Behind you, buddy. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of this one, man? Not bad. Not bad. Um, I file this under the heading of... Don't really have a lot to complain about it, but I'm going to forget about it seconds after I yeah. after the ending credits. Yeah. There's not a lot of originality here. There was mm-hmm. some decent moments. Didn't wasn't all that sympathetic to the girls. No. I thought the older one was being a bit of a see you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Older one was an, or the younger one was a nutsack to begin with. Uh and not an ounce of acting acting ability whatsoever. Oh, no. No, no none whatsoever. For the youngest one. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. A horrible. I was more intrigued at the bizarro relationship between the old lady and her ambiguously, possibly gay... I was trying to figure that boyfriend. out. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. why, are you guys having sex or what? Why do you keep coming over here? Are uh, you 40 years younger than she is? But... I guess he was supposed to be her boyfriend when they were teenagers. When they were kids, yeah. But that doesn't quite... I don't know. <laughs> she aged very poorly. She had a rough life. <laughs> yeah. Either that or he takes very good care of himself. Mm. I don't know. It, it was it was seriously like if, if they sold a kit of all of these kind of plot pieces and then you just kind of lay them out to make your Fisher-Price My First Horror Movie... You know, yeah. it, it mm-hmm. seemed it seemed very piecemeal. Oh yeah, totally. There was there was one bit of kind of artistic, uh, like the cinematography was pretty cool right at the end when like the girls were coming out of the house. Mm-hmm. Like the filming changed completely. There was like this one blip of mm. art, actual artistic ability in the filming. And everything else was just dog shit. Yeah. When, and, uh, and what about the scene where the ambiguously younger uh, lover guy is getting ready to stab himself in the throat? And it takes like 10 minutes for him to finally get it to his throat. And then they cut. I didn't even see 
him stab himself. Yeah. It's dark. You see the what what I saw was like he's he's fighting it and he's got the mm-hmm. glass shard and then you just see the blood coming yeah, down. Just yeah, just gushes down. And but then, then, yeah, you it was like ten minutes of getting there. Yeah. Cut away. And then show him again against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't I'm know. Like, oh, nice. Maybe we the they cut it out because it probably didn't look that good. <laughs> yeah, I ran out of special effects money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nothing we haven't seen before, inmates. Demons in the mirror. Stay out of the fucking basement. Uh, because you told me to stay out of the basement, I now must go in the basement. Got to reconnect with my dead mom. Uh, and uh, what kind of magic spell begins with mirror, mirror? I know, I know. Oh yeah. Can we not come on? Give me some Latin. Something. Give me something besides a uh, mother goose rhyme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Come on, man. Like, I, I don't have much to complain about. Um, very formulaic. Extremely. Very cookie, cookie cutter, but not terrible. No. Yeah. I mean, like, if... Uh, the beginning part was better. If I wanted to show Buddy's kids a horror movie, this yeah. might be a good one. Mm-hmm. My kids are well, already Well, they'd never this. go in the bathroom ever again with mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me and Deacon went through the Candyman franchise. He's He doesn't give a shit about anything. Uh, that's uh, that's your immersion therapy. Buddy, what do you got for us this week, dude? All right, this week we're going to lighten it up a little bit with 2013's Cottage Country. It's about a man who accidentally kills his brother with an axe, and his fiance is determined not to let even murder stand in the way of their happiness. You'll find this gem on Amazon Prime. Very cool, inmates. Check that shit out. We'll do the same, and we can compare notes next week. But now, it is time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. Minus Miss Monica, of course. Who was I last week? I'll tell you what. I am a art antique dealer in London, and I've got to get my weird statue to rural England somewhere, and I was doing well until the hottie, the hot redhead, backed into my fucking motorcycle. Now I'm stuck in the English countryside where they happen to be spraying some kind of weird pesticide all over the place. And then the fucking zombie started. (sighs) Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, or Let Sleeping Corpses Lie, or Don't Open the Window. You can find this movie by a variety of titles. Why so many titles for the same movie? I have no fucking idea. But great show. uh, Pretty good zombie effects. 1974, I think. Hmm. And a pretty interesting little side fact about this movie. Um, While they were filming it, they were met with a lot of uh, angry villagers because they said one of their filming locations was the burial place of Little John of Robin Hood's Merry Thieves. Oh, wow. I I, I always thought that was a fictional dude, but... Anyway, they don't they don't like zombie movies filmed where their Robin Hood guys are buried. (laughs) Uh, Who might I be this week, you ask? I am a hot... Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Hey. I'm always a hot something. Is this thing on? I am a hot uh, grad student on working on my master's thesis. What am I uh, getting a master's degree in? Archaeology. Where do I have to go to complete said thesis? Paris, France. 
Where, how far deep underground am I going to go to get this one particular artifact or find at least some kind of evidence to state that it is, in fact, real and not a complete work of fiction? Think about that, inmates. I'll fill you in on who I am next week. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do us for the week. Uh, Jason, thank you very much for joining us this week. My pleasure. Monica, buddy. Go get some fucking sleep, would you? (laughs) Join us next week for The Deeper You Dig here in the padded room. We're going to be doing a best of 2020 series all month, or what's left of the month anyway. Um, Other than that, I think that's about it. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this. That helps our visibility out quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running. Paddedroompodcast.com is where you find everything you need to do and go and where to put your debit card for all of that shit. In the meantime, for... Jason Harrell, who's barely awake. Buddy, who should be asleep. Me, who's somewhat high on Oxycontin. Miss Monica in absentia. Uh, Paris, France. Cabins in the woods. Goats with three legs. Uh, CGI goats with no legs. Uh, dark and wicked things that look eerily like me, I think. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. First time.